When I was in college, I studied robotics. As part of this major, I had to study controls. Controls or control theory is a branch of both mechanical engineering and electrical engineering and chemical engineering, which deals with how to create stable systems. Um, it's a pretty cool study. It involves a lot of interesting math. Um, and it's basically what enables things like your car's cruise control to operate. It's also what enables robotic arms to operate. But cruise control is a little bit easier to understand. So I'll use that as an example. In your cruise control, there's a control algorithm that looks at the difference between the speed that your car is going and the speed that you set. If you want your car to go 60 miles per hour and your car is going 35, then your car will inject, inject a lot of gas into the engine and you'll accelerate up pretty fast. But then as your car gets closer to 60 miles per hour, let's say now you're going 55 miles per hour, your uh, cruise control system will inject less gas into the engine. You know, I keep on saying inject, assuming that you have some kind of injection engine, but there'll be less fuel used and therefore there will be less acceleration. And as a result, you'll smoothly and carefully approach 60 miles per hour. That's a good cruise control. And that's a kind of feedback system we say is negative feedback. It's negative because the closer you get to your goal, the less work you do to get there. It's like you're telling the system, good job, don't do as much. Positive feedback is when the closer you get to your goal, the more work you do to get there. There's very few positive feedback systems. Imagine if your cruise control was a positive feedback system. That would mean that as your car approached 60 miles per hour, the closer it got, the faster it would try to get there, the more it would accelerate, the more gas you'd use. And so you'd start off accelerating pretty slowly when you're at 30 miles per hour, and then you go faster and faster, and then you would shoot right past 60 miles per hour. It's not a stable system. And most of the time in controls theory, we're trying to create stable systems. Most natural systems also use negative feedback in order to create stable systems. Your body uses negative feedback to maintain the right temperature. The closer you are to the temperature you want, the less work it will do to mod modulate your temperature. If you're really cold, your body will burn a lot of energy shivering. But the closer you get to being the right temperature you want to be, the less shivering you'll do. There's not that many positive feedback systems in nature, but they do exist. For instance, childbirth is a positive feedback system. Each contraction in, during labor triggers another contraction. And in fact, it triggers, a more, it triggers more contractions the more contractions you have. Each contraction releases oxytocin, which then triggers more contractions. This is why contractions get more frequent until the baby pops out. I've never given birth to a child, but this is how I heard it works. Um, the reason why positive feedback is useful here is because this is a system that you don't want to be stable. You don't want 
your child to stay inside you. You want your child to pop out. You want to disrupt the system and end up in a different state, a totally different state. <laughs> and that's what positive feedback is good for. It's notable that we have positive feedback in society, in a lot of aspects of society. And that's why a lot of societies aren't very stable. For instance, we have positive feedback in capitalism. The more money you make, the more money you can make. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. We also have positive feedback in education. The more educated you are, the faster and a more effective learner you become and the more education you can accumulate. And so those who are smarter get smarter faster. And we also have positive feedback for status. If you have a lot of respect, it's easier to acquire more respect. If you have a lot of status in a, within a particular domain, it's easier for you to acquire more status. Now, this is inherently unstable. It results, it will unchecked result in a lot of people, uh, sorry, rather a very small number of people with a lot of power. And that's not stable. Eventually societies, you know, basically blow themselves up doing this. Fortunately though, over, I don't know, however many thousands of years civilization has existed, we've invented some negative feedback systems to modulate the instability of these positive feedback systems. Taxation, progressive taxation in particular, is an effective strategy or can be an effective strategy to, to maintain stability in a positive feedback system like capitalism. The more money you make, the more money you pay in taxes which can offset the fact that the more money you have, the more money you make in the market. Similarly, technological progress can act as a check on knowledge positive feedback. So even though I can, because I've been fortunate enough to receive a very good education, I can learn faster than the average person, most of the stuff I'm learning today will be out of date in 10 years. And so, even if I have an advantage, an accumulating advantage, a positive feedback advantage uh, when it comes to acquiring knowledge, most knowledge gets reset so frequently by technological progress that it doesn't matter as much. And, the, and therefore, I can't accumulate a ridiculous amount of knowledge. The final thing I mentioned, the final aspect of society that is positive feedback, status, has no effective negative feedback check on it. There's not really any system that exists in any society, as far as I'm aware, that makes it so that the more status you have, the harder it is to get status. It is just the case that whatever group has had status historically, usually find it easier to acquire status going forward. This is what's happened, it seems to be what's happened in the US in the domains of government and politics and work and many other domains, the group that has had the most status historically is white men. And we're able to use that status to continue accumulating more status faster than everybody else. It makes it hard for, the, for marginalized groups to catch up. And there's not really an easy way to tax status. I don't know how that would work. The more status you have, the more it gets taken away from you. That would be pretty good and it would make the system more stable. I don't know if we've been able to do that. So 
Anyway, that's, that's my question for today is, what is a negative feedback system that keeps people from rapidly accumulating status if they already have it? What can keep us from, as a society, basically ending up with a small number of people who have status because they've always had status, because they've always been the people who are in power? Um, and it can't just be through taxes or technological progress, because I think that will modulate those other systems, money and knowledge, but it doesn't modulate status. And unfortunately, status actually feeds into those other systems. The more status you have, the more education you can get, and the more money you can get. And so until we can find a way to have a negative feedback for status, no other system that tries to control money or knowledge will really be effective. So anyway, what do you think? I have some thoughts on this and I'll probably share in in my next podcast, but what do you think?